The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. Buddy, it is Thursday, June 1. It is June 1st. It's around 7 o'clock. I am joined by my friend Patrick Finn. Patrick, how are you doing today? Billy, good to see you. i uh, doing good. Just, you know, took my passport renewal photo at the Walgreens. So, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I was wearing this white shirt mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, do you have another shirt? Like, you're gonna have to change the shirt, otherwise it's gonna be a floating head. Uh, I was like, I I do not have another shirt. Do you guys sell shirts here? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Walgreens, you know, has shirts. And she's like, No, we don't. Um, but you can put on my Walgreens jacket if you want to borrow my jacket for the photo. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, sounds like I'm I'm trying this lady's Walgreens jacket on. So uh threw on the Walgreens jacket, took the picture. Uh horrible picture, by the way, but uh it's gonna beat the 2011 picture where I, you know, had bedhead and had just woken up. So yeah. uh upgrade, upgrade in the works. So that that's what I was doing over the last uh last couple hours here, Bill. I'm gonna send in the paperwork. I'm gonna wait, you know. 12 weeks to get it back because that's you know that's that's what we do in america it takes 12 weeks to get a passport renewed it's crazy how are you i'm a lot better than you are apparently um yeah no we have a great podcast lined up for you a little bit different kind of just went off of what people wanted to talk about but uh some of the hard hitters will be talking about conference realignment the biggest summertime questions and we have a really really fun pylons for you brought to you by patrick bowers so um, first and foremost, I do want to extend a, uh, offering or a suggestion to everybody for you in the Nova and DC area. Our friends at South block are offering you 15% off of all of your orders. That's right. All of your orders for the entire month of June. If you like acai bowls, if you like smoothies, if you like being healthy, you like kicking your day off, right? I had the golden smoothie this morning, uh, came with ginger in it, turmeric, I added some protein in there. Fantastic way to jumpstart your day. Um, so go ahead, download the South Block app. South Block is owned by a Hokie and use code SUNS15 for 15% off of all of your smoothies. And keep kaling it, guys. Keep kaling it. And let's jump into this podcast. So as we do always, we're going to skip the haiku. We're going to jump right into talking tweets. And I want to actually extend. We do this all the time, but we haven't done it in a while. I want to shout out all of the podcasts in the Hokie atmosphere, putting out incredible content. I know Coach Pry came on the boundary corner and was absolutely fantastic. As Don V said, Tally was on his best behavior. So a hat tip to our guy, Tally. He really cleaned it up. No, that whole group did a great job. They always do a great job. Uh, Tales from the Terror Dome. I mean, we got to start calling Dan, Daniel A. Smith. This dude is churning out content. He's always interviewing someone. He's working his tail off churning and burning so great job over there and i know the two deep has some awesome rewatches coming up that we're going to collaborate on and tsl is doing its thing as it has for um seems like decades now so we are really lucky with how many great content producers we have and also shout out diablo fan account they're doing this new thing called hokey history uh the content's great but i do want to say pat finn and i are good at a few things one of them is coming up with names Pat, we made a mistake not trademarking Hokey history, um, but DFA has taken it. He is no, right. Dude, That's dude. Out to lunch of the week. Out to lunch of the week, Billy Ray Mitchell. Why? Uh, so there's this guy. He's, he's, he's been doing it for the people of Salem, Virginia, for a <laughs> long time now. Recently just got engaged uh, last month. Clark. His name is Clark. Clark. 
His name's Clark Ruland. He's been doing hokey history since before you were born, my friend. So, so uh, this was not a Diablo fan account. Uh, origination. Clark has always been doing this. You're I know right. you would always do hokey history, but you're right. Um, I know, I know, uh, Diablo's doing a, uh, a spinoff <laughs> there, uh, and it's fantastic and I am absolutely loving it. But Bill, um, sons of reality check. Clark That's right. is you're right. Clark is the original hokey history guy. That's right. Thank you for holding me accountable. I do double down though. We do do a good job of coming up with names. Um, the, uh, the topic on social media for me is the schedule release and we're going to go through each one and we're going to give our thoughts on them. We're going to start with ODU, the opener of the season. We play them on September 2nd at eight o'clock on ACC network. Pat Finn. I am 50, 50 on going, uh, to this game. Um, man it pains me to say that but there are opportunity costs and um bruce springsteen's playing at medlife stadium on sunday night and i have pit tickets and if there's going to be one place that i want to see the boss it's going to be in new jersey in the pit uh so that is a tbd but um you know surprising to see us in the eight o'clock slot i know i put on Twitter yesterday, seeing Purdue at the noon slot, ODU at the 8 p.m., you know, what the heck is up with that? Listen, guys, I understand that college football has other teams outside of Virginia Tech, and there are other games outside of the Virginia Tech game. That doesn't mean I can't say that it's crazy that we're playing noon uh, against Purdue and primetime against ODU. Um, I, I think if we all just realize what's going on, it, it's a little bit out of the ordinary. Um, we understand that ESPN two has our Purdue slot week two. understanding ACC network has to fill their prime time slots every single Saturday night. That's not uncommon. That is an ACC network thing. It's also me saying I am just fed up with the ACC network and their, you know, bl- brutal coverage on games. And, you know, some of us just have not gotten over the 2021 Carolina game where you know you got the entire East stands jumping to enter Sandman to essentially kick off the season and defeat COVID and it looks like a orange rug just you know kind of moving um, because of the poor camera quality so that is my long tangent my long rant uh, Old Dominion I do think we're going to beat Old Dominion at week one I'm excited I think I think it really boils down to this I think the only problem that there is with the eight o'clock slot is you have to show up. We can't be playing at eight o'clock on primetime television and uh, have any type of tomfoolery going on. If we are going to play them at night and more people are going to be watching it than if we were playing at noon or we were playing at three 30, I am just hoping I am hoping that Virginia tech shows up and handles business at eight o'clock. Cause it will be cool to kick off the season at eight o'clock. It would be cool to have a primetime slot. What wouldn't be cool is to show up and even win like a 17 to 24 game on ACC networks. So that is my only pl- plea is please show up. Um, please show up for this football game. Moving right along to what you already uh, kind of talked about a little bit is Purdue Saturday, September 9th at noon on ESPN two. I want to shout out drift for probably one of the best tweets this week. Um, hinting that this might be Virginia tech's introduction to the big 10 conference with this being the big noon kickoff um i gotta say this i'm not as mad as i would have been about this game four years ago um you have an opportunity to go watch a power five opponent play against virginia tech game's over at 3 4 o'clock head on down to sharkies do the post recap at german club at the tailgate watch some other football i'm not furious about it you could spend an entire day in blacksburg and um you know it is what it is any, did I miss anything on that, Pat? No, the older you get, the more you kind of like those earlier kickoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, it's it's not even an old thing. It's just like, okay, the game's going to be over and I get to watch more football. You know, my ideal kickoff time is like 3 30, 4 o'clock. Um, but you get, you, know, post, you get the post game tailgate, which yeah. is just as good as the pregame tailgate. You know, exactly. It's not better and, because a lot of time, you know, 
hopefully this year, we'll be able to toast a victory. And a 12 um, o'clock means that all of the students who are going to go downtown are probably going to go do the, oh, can we take a quick nap? And then the old guys get to go downtown and enjoy not a ridiculously crowded downtown. So um, That is true. Should we, sure jump in, should we jump into the Purdue game, the uh, the whole out-of-conference stuff? No, we'll say, we're saving that to the end. We're going to dive into that. Um, we have Rutgers uh, Saturday, September 16th, 3.30 on the Big Ten Network. I got to tell you, this game could have been at 9 a.m. It could have been at 12 o'clock midnight. It could have been whenever you wanted it to be. Buckle your bootstraps. We have some awesome plans for this week, for this game. I am so excited. Game starts at 3.30. You have the perfect opportunity to go out in uh, – you could start the day – early do some ta- i don't know what the ruckers tailgate scene looks like but you can grab yourself some taylor ham you can head on over watch the football game if you want to go into the city after the game if you want to bounce around over there you can do whatever you want i don't care what time this game is big 10 network whatever it's going to be a ton of fun you could go to the city on friday night mm-hmm. you can go to the city on saturday night yep. it doesn't matter Three thirty. i mean there is nothing better than having a three thirty kick if you are also a, a, you don't even have to be a degenerate. You could just be someone who enjoys playing some Russian roulette. You can uh, not Russian roulette, actually regular roulette. Uh, you can drive down uh, on the way back home to Virginia. You could stop at Atlantic City, not that far. You're about a fourth of the way there if you look at the state of New Jersey. So, a lot of opportunity. I hope you guys are. I uh, hope you guys are ready for it. Never thought. Never thought Billy Ray would be selling Atlantic City on our podcast. <laughs> and then Syracuse Thursday, October twenty sixth, seven thirty at ESPN. There's no reaction for this. It's expected. I don't care what conference we're in. I don't care how good we are. I don't care how bad we are. A Thursday night game should be a non-negotiable every single year, period, hands down, and ESPN should produce it. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the Purdue game, Pat, I want you to go through the list of Power 5 opponents outside the ACC that have come to Lane Stadium because this list, for lack of better terms, sucks. So why don't you go ahead and you you just talk about uh, we'll go into some hokey history on uh, on Power Five opponents coming to Lane Stadium. Hokey history, it's brought to you by at Hokey Tracks. I was going back and forth with my friend at Hokey Tracks earlier this week, who seemed quite uh he was raining on the parade. Let's just say that raining on the parade that I was fired up about getting Purdue at home, and I said, "Well, listen, Hokey Tracks." The last time we played a non-conference Power 5 opponent at home, not named Notre Dame or West Virginia, was in 2015, the first game of the season when we had (laughs) Ohio State at home. That was like almost a decade ago. And it seems like eras ago because it was eras ago. You know, Coach Beamer was still our head coach. So for me to get excited about hosting the – defending Big Ten West champion behind the gates of Lane Stadium? Yeah, I'm going to get excited. (laughs) We've had to put up with, you know, in 2019 when our home schedule had Rhode Island and, you know, no one. Last year, Wofford at 11 a.m., you know, hosting Liberty over the years, hosting Western, Central, Northern, Southern, uh, Acrostic Poem, Michigan. (laughs) For the past decade. Yeah. We get to have a Big Ten opponent come to Lane Stadium. You got to get juiced up about that. Um, you know, and I know it's a nooner. Not not juiced up about a nooner, but it's better than playing Marshall at noon. You know, it's better than playing, you know, uh, Middle Tennessee State during the whiteout, you know. So I'm excited about Purdue. But let's let's just jump into the time machine. And talk about who we have been playing uh, at home since that Ohio State game in 2015. We played West Virginia last year. We hosted West Virginia. We had Notre Dame, who is notable in 2021. 2020 was a Mickey Mouse season. The only out-of-conference game was Liberty at home. We all know how that went. 2019, it was this – was, this was just really, really just a, a tremendous challenge of, <laughs> of scheduling. Furman had the uh, the orange chrome helmets for Furman, I think. Maybe. Old Dominion. Furman wears purple, bro. Oh, our, our, our helmets. Our helmets. Our helmets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Furman, Old Dominion, and Rhode Island. 
2018, we had Notre Dame. Love that we striped the stadium for both of those games, by the way. Just looked very nice. 2017, (laughs) Delaware and Old Dominion. 2016, Liberty and East Carolina. RIP East Carolina. And 2015, Ohio State. And we went back to... We went back to, uh, what is it, East Lafayette, West Lafayette, and in Indiana. And, and we cru- we crushed them. It, it, when, you list, when you list the games where you're going into the game and you're like, you know, how do I see this game unfolding? I think we scored like 51 points. Brendan Motley was our quarterback. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was it was not the result that I was anticipating. And not to mention, we beat them so bad. I don't know what the scheduling was. I don't know if it was a home and home, but they never came back and played us. Billy, Billy it was 100% a home and home considering they are coming back this year to play so us. We scheduled, we scheduled a home and home a decade apart. That sounds I mean, odd. Scheduling me. is odd. Scheduling is very odd, but I'm, you know, I, I'm fairly certain that's what this was. And if it wasn't, I'll eat some crow. But, um, yeah, I know this wasn't the only Big Ten home and home we were supposed to have. Yeah, I, I want to point out a couple of things that did happen because a lot of people, I, I can hear them right now listening to this podcast, and they're they're furling their eyebrows, they're crumpling up the newspaper in their hand, and they're saying like, damn it, Mr. Babcock ain't scheduling us no good games. That's not necessarily true. I want to point out that we did lose a home-and-home home versus Michigan. That was supposed to happen in 2020 and 2021, and they got skeered, and they pulled they out. Did. They, they, they did. They just backed out. They, they completely said. backed out. Yeah, Harbaugh. Harbaugh wanted none of the uh, none of the grit. Uh, then we had Wisconsin, which originally was scheduled for a home and home in 2008 and 2009, and they said, "You know what? We're going to jump around for a while, and then we're going to push this to 2016, 2017." Which I have to say, those two, us playing Wisconsin in 2016 and 2017, would have been absolutely epic. The 2017 defense against Wisconsin, who you know can't throw the ball. They're going to be running the ball a ton. It just would have been a really, really fun matchup for both schools. And then they postponed it again to 2024-2025. They're still jumping around, and they say, you know what? Tentatively, we're going to play them in 2031 and 2032. So who knows? Wisconsin's like that girlfriend who, once you're about to get over her, she, she texts you. She calls you back. She's back in your life again. So I would love to play at Wisconsin. I would love to see Wisconsin come to Virginia Tech. Wisconsin is like United Airlines with all these delays. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, is, is my flight taken off today? Nope. It's Monsoor delayed. Monsoor. Oh, do you want to tell that story? <laughs> I am getting uh, – Pat Finn is flying up. To, uh, it's not a crazy story. Pat Finn was flying up here, and he said that his flight was Monsoor delayed. And, and it was really funny. I laughed at my phone for like four or five minutes. Um, And then to round this one out, we were supposed to play Penn State home and home in 2020 and 2021. Uh, As you said, Mickey Mouse season lost the opportunity to play Penn State. Coach Pry would have been would have been in Blacksburg in 2020 and 2021. Um, But it uh, it just didn't happen. So sons of bummers, bummers of Saturday. That is completely true. So here's to. You know, I know we got a bunch of cross-conference SEC stuff coming up. I really don't know how any of this balances itself out with conference realignment. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But brutal, brutal out-of-conference Power 5 opponent scheduling over the last decade. Looking forward to turning the page and making that, uh, making that better. Um, next segment that we have here. Questions and storylines that we have over the summertime. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to say them, Pat, if you have one, say it, and we could just talk about it on a high level. Cause we're not going to get the answer to these questions early. Um, I guess one of the questions from the summertime that got answered was where is Ashley Owusu going to take her talents? She is going to Penn state. Um, happy trails headed to Penn state. Um, <laughs> the next one that we have is uh, can Virginia tech get another offensive lineman in the portal. Troy Everett uh, was a target in late April, early May. He was an interior offensive lineman. I know he's played as a freshman for App State. Um, he ended up – he was actually crystal balled to come to Virginia Tech, and he ended up at Oklahoma. I'm, I'm at this point. I don't know who's out there. It's also not super ideal to bring someone in super late 
from a chemistry perspective, playbook perspective, um, a togetherness perspective, but I, I am desperate for us to bring in any type of offensive lineman for a depth perspective for, Hey, come here and play perspective. That is a unit that needs a tremendous amount of help. And, um, if you're in the portal right now and you're looking for some place to go, consider Virginia Tech because we could we could use you. We really, really, really could use you. Um, so can Virginia Tech get another offensive lineman in the portal? Um, we're going to find out. Who is going to play quarterback for the Virginia Tech Hokies? I know you and I jumped in this podcast after the spring game. Um, it looked like in that moment that Grant Wells was – very much further ahead than Kieran, Kyron drones. I don't know if it's Kieran or Kyron. We're going to find out. Um, but uh, we shall see. I know coach Pry has said on multiple occasions that if the season started tomorrow, Grant Wells would start, he would probably play two quarterbacks. Um, so we'll probably get some more, some more information on that as we go along. And I think the biggest question that everybody has over the summertime is how does conference realignment pan out? Does the ACC have literally any chance of surviving? We're not talking about next year. We're not talking about the year after that. We're talking in general. Will the ACC exist in any form of how we recognize it today in five years, in 10 years? Uh, It's getting harder and harder and harder to see that. Um, Again, we have stood pretty firm on the standpoint that we're not going to uh, try to act like we know what's going to happen. We just kind of convey things as we hear them. One of the more interesting things that I did see was an email tweeted by Will Stewart from a reader. And he was actually able to find the mybookie.com odds for where the Hokies end up. And uh, it was sitting at plus 500 to the SEC and plus 700 to the Big Ten. That gets me excited. Uh, I I would absolutely love to be in either one of those conferences. I think the thing that I keep coming back to is the most frustrating thing to me that's really stuck out. And since we've been able to talk to some different fan bases is just looking at our schedule year in and year out and losing Miami, losing North Carolina. And you're just like this schedule, like not even just the home schedule, the schedule in general just lacks so much substance and the opportunity to be in one of those conferences where instead of like having to go to Durham and play Duke and Syracuse to play Syracuse. And quite honestly, I love the city of Boston, but go to Boston to play Boston college. You're having the opportunity to go to happy Valley and play at Penn state, play Wisconsin, play Michigan, play Tennessee, play Alabama, play Auburn. That would be a ton of fun. And also to have those fan bases come and see the awesome cathedral of football that we have in Blacksburg, Virginia. So this is my last point on it. And I know I've been talking for a while. I want to put this on record. I want this to be uh, put on record and hopefully we're putting it out when we um, figure out this whole conference thing. Wit is a polarizing person for a lot of Virginia tech fans. Some of that has to do with the fall of football success, which I understand uh, with how much people love football and how much football means to Virginia tech. I don't think it's fair to pin it all on him, but I understand where that's coming from and others will point to the success of our other non-revenue sports or the success of basketball, which has been better than it ever has. I truly believe that this moment, and it's not just a wit thing, it's every athletic director that's not in one of these two conferences, but I truly believe that this is his Cronkite moment. It's not hyperbole to say that the future of not just Virginia Tech athletics, but the continued growth and direction that this school is going to be able to go in hinges on whether we end up figuring this out. Um, Can the ACC crawl back from being five feet and 11 inches under the ground? Uh, Can we find our way into the Big Ten or the SEC? I think, um, you know, worst case scenario is probably ending up in the Big 12, which is not horrible. But, you know, can Witt pull a cat out of the hat? That is the question that we need to see. I will say this. I am happy and I trust that Witt is the one leading the charge on this. And um, I don't think excited is the word to see how it pans out because it's definitely a nervous and un, 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 uh, and just odd time. But this is his moment. This will be whenever he is talked about, whenever he retires and we're two or three athletic directors later, it's, 
Witt played a critical role in this part of what Virginia Tech is, and I hope it has a happy ending. Nice job, Ryan Rosillo. That Thank was you. a serious monologue there. Bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that was uh, very well done. I will add just a few here, then then they're very much, you know, tacked on at the end here. Um, will we see recruiting momentum in June and July? Historically, this is when it heats up for the following cycle. So the 2024 class, you know, hopefully we can get up to double-digit double commits over the summer, uh, especially in the early part of the summer, and get our guy Matei on the pod, and we can do a recruiting update because I know everyone loves those and everyone loves to talk about recruiting, especially when there is momentum. Um, so we'll see what that looks like here. Um, you know, because this is a lot – a lot more, uh, a lot more tangible of a cycle than last year. Obviously, Coach Pride got hired in late November of 2021. Didn't have too much time to turn around the um, the 2022 and 2023 classes. Didn't have much of a foundation there. But with these 2024 kids, there's definitely a lot more foundation. Um, you know, since he has been uh, the head ball coach at Tech. Uh, number two, just will Tech go undefeated at home? Ooh, if you look at the home schedule. You're like, you know, I could see a win against Purdue. You know, I could see us taking down Old Dominion under the lights to kick off the campaign. And I don't think, I don't think Wake Forest and Pittsburgh and Syracuse and NC State are necessarily formidable opponents. I don't think, you know, any of them would be more than a one score favorite uh, against Virginia Tech heading into week one. Now we'll see how that turns out as the season progresses and how the quarterback situation shakes out for Tech. And for the, uh, I guess we'll call it the former Atlantic Division, because it's essentially who we're playing against. We got Cuse, Wake Forest, Syracuse, or sorry, Cuse, Wake Forest, NC State, and uh, I guess we have Pitt, so that's not the Atlantic Division, but you guys know what I mean. And then uh, I have two fun questions. Two fun. Can I ask? Can I ask one question first? Yeah. Which one of those teams, if you could, what 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 opponent? would you be most surprised if we do beat them at home? I know who mine is. Um, what would yours be? Uh, I mean, for me, it's Pittsburgh just because they've had, they have had our number the mm-hmm. last three seasons. I mean, we went up there, we, we mounted a, a little comeback up at Akersher stadium last October. And then all of a sudden, you know, Israel Abanacanda was running uh, for another touchdown the year before Kenny Pickett. I mean, they absolutely just, decimated us and then i guess the covid season oh man the covid season was actually really really ugly up there in uh later on in the season so pittsburgh it's for me what about you i agree with pittsburgh i I do think the storylines are kind of interesting you're gonna play brennan armstrong again if he gets the starting job at nc state um but no pittsburgh would be the one that if i was like i I would be fired up to beat pittsburgh at home um and i love the little rivalry that we've um, that we've established with Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, it's a, that's a big one for us. Shout out to the loyal sons. That's right. Pittsburgh. Um, my last two questions, will Billy Ray do something? Will Billy Ray do something in lane stadium that people get, get upset about? That's a given. Is that really even a question? I think the question is, what will Billy Ray do? Or no, I'm not even going to say what Billy Ray will do, because I feel like most of my actions are entirely normal and understandable. It is, what will people get upset about that Billy does? Um, it's not so, a, It's not an if, it's a when. That's right. That's right. We'll okay. see. Okay. Now, this one's a little bit different. This one, we got to jump in the time machine to 2021, because we did oh. take a trip. On a home football weekend, we did go to Austin and check out the Texas-Texas Tech game. <laughs> so the question is, will people get upset at Billy for something that he does outside of Lane Stadium this football season? Look, and, uh, <laughs> look man, I uh, <laughs> probably, yeah. I, I don't know why the, the, the anger would be upset about me because you would have to hop on the American Airlines plane as well and some other folks, but um, – yeah, no, there there are some intriguing uh, opportunities to to expand the uh, the Billy Ray college football tour footprint, um, but we'll see, we'll see. 
I know that I don't have any more fun anywhere else than I do at Virginia Tech. But yeah, people are going to be mad. That's that's just kind of what they do. I got to say, uh, I, I do want to put one more prop bet on here. Just a prop question of, do. you know, I got two fall weddings this year. Um, stop. Stop. Not you. Other people. It is so it is so selfish and it is so uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? I'm going to say what you're not going to say. Uh, it is so selfish and it is so anti. If you didn't go to a power five school, I get it. I understand if you, if your diploma is hanging on your wall and it says Villanova or NJIT or, um, you know, Cal Southerton or something like that. I get it, man. You're like fall weddings. They're nice. You know, foliage that f- falls for football. Fall is for football, not even on bye weeks. Like you literally fall. cannot spell football without F A L L. Yes, thank you. Stop doing it, please. I beg of you. And if you do do it, and I love you enough, I'm going to show up, but I'm not going to be happy about it. But once I have a couple of uh, once I have a couple old fashions or a couple margaritas, I'll get over it. But just know that when that invite comes in the mail, I'm going. Oh, God, why are you doing this to me? It's the uh, it's the wince. You get to save the date, and you're just like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> you're like, come on, come on, come on. January to August, January to August, come on. And then you're like, oh, October twenty first. No, it's a huge window. It is such a huge window. It's a big window, but yeah, I got two in October. Uh, one of them is on our bye week, which is great. We have the T-shirt on the site, by the way. Mm-hmm. It says no fall weddings on the front and on the back. Except for the bye week, you know. Yes. Um, the other ones, the Florida State game, uh, probably would have considered going down to Tallahassee. I know mm-hmm. the uh, the result of that game will probably be on the uh, in the loss column, but uh, fun times. And I encourage everyone listening to head on down, flying to Destin, make it a long weekend, go to Destin. This, this actually jives well for Virginia Tech because I know, and, and mine's not much better. But Pat Finn, we know that your road record with Virginia Tech is not is not very fruitful. So maybe you skipping out on this game is exactly what the hoax needed. So um, so we'll see. I was we'll gonna say. say. Yeah. It's been a while since I missed like a big game. Um, but I will not be down there. So we'll see. I guess this ODU game's a big game. I got I gotta reconsider what I'm doing for Old Dominion. Um but yeah, m- my thing is uh Will I be able to to check out another school, another campus this fall? I don't know. I got uh, you know. Did you just say that the old Dominion game was a big game? I'm not saying that you're wrong. It's just it's, it's a night game. Yeah. Okay. It is. Yes. Um, time slot. You're right. But, um. Okay. So we're moving on to create. I loved this question. Uh, I love that it came from supposedly a Mets fan, uh, Sleet Hernandez. He tasked us with creating the ideal conference for Virginia Tech. Uh, the parameters were basically give me 14 teams and two future members. So I'm going to give you my list, Pat. You poke holes in it. Tell me who I'm missing. Um, my criteria was basically I really wanted to lean into the regional power. I really wanted to kind of state, put my put my foot down and say, hey, this area of the country, we're playing ball. And we're not just playing football. We're also playing round ball. And you're not going to want to mess with us in either one of those. So these are not in any particular order. Number one, Virginia. Love the state rivalry. They're a bar raiser in basketball. Virginia's on the list. I'm also adding West Virginia. West Virginia, great rivalry for football. Regionally close. Bring back the trophy game. We shouldn't be passing it back and forth every 10 years. Done playing hot potato. We should do it every – we actually should have more hot potato. We should be playing that game every single year. Then diving deep into the Carolinas, Duke, NC State, and Carolina. I think we relate closest from a culture perspective to NC State, Duke, and Carolina. You know, Duke's a bar raiser for basketball. Carolina's good at basketball, and they think they're good at football. We have great football games against them, so throw them in there. I also want to stake my flag in South Carolina, adding the Clemson Tigers and the South Carolina Gamecocks. I think South Carolina and Virginia Tech have a lot of similarities. You add South Carolina, you're adding another city, which is actually close. The ACC doesn't have to say, oh, well, we have city teams in Pittsburgh and Boston. Yeah, but they're on the other side of the universe, so it doesn't really count. So you add add Columbia 
And I think that's a ton of fun. Is Columbia like a, a Pittsburgh or a no, it's not really calling Columbia a city? It, it not not necessarily a city, but it's not in the middle of nowhere, is what I'm trying to say. It's easier to get to. It's 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 got that city type of vibe. And it has a great fan base as well. So I think I think there are more similarities there. Uh I'll also keep Miami. I think that makes a ton of sense. And here's where we get a little fun. I want to add Kentucky. Kentucky is another bar raiser for basketball. They have phenomenal fans, and football has been on the rise. And to keep that in-state rivalry alive as well, give me Louisville. I'd like to have Louisville as well. Uh, People give them a ton of grief. They've had success in basketball and football in recent memories. It's another city, and um, you keep that rivalry going with Kentucky as well. And then last but not least, I had a really hard time with this last spot. And you'll know why when I get into my add-on schools. But number 12, I'm going to do Pittsburgh. Blue collar. Um, I I really just really like this rivalry. I enjoy it. So give me Pittsburgh. My two add-on schools. And this is the one I kept flip-flopping. The first one that missed the cut was Maryland. Um, I really like (sighs) – their basketball games are fun. Their fan base is okay. I feel like traveling to College Park for a football game is just not something that I'm really jazzed about to do, and it really just came down to I'd rather spend a weekend in Pittsburgh than I would in College Park, Maryland. Um, you know, you got the whole SVP going. Um, so, you know, Maryland would be one of those add-on schools. And then number 14 would be App State. App State has grown tremendously from a success perspective, especially in football. Their campus is absolutely breathtaking. Um so App State would be that 14th spot. Uh, solid list. Um, I just got to say, what like what happened with Tennessee? First mm-hmm. of all, what happened with Tennessee? Where's Tennessee? So I know the two schools you're going to ask me about are Tennessee and Florida State. That's, exa- that's exactly what I'm going to ask you about. Where's Tennessee and where's Florida State? Why are we having App State, Maryland, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Even Miami on here um, in place of Florida State or Tennessee. Yeah. So, again, with the regionality thing, I just kind of – I loved our rivalry with Miami. Uh, we don't play Florida State as much uh, in Tennessee. I just – from a – I guess from a cultural perspective, and I know this wasn't the question, I think Tennessee and Florida State are so much more geared towards what the SEC is that it makes sense for them to be in that conference. Um Florida State doesn't bring a ton of the table to basketball. Um, so I have a ri- – like Really? Yeah, Florida State doesn't bring a ton. Like who are you taking off of the list? Like to add Florida State and to add Tennessee, like I feel like you have to have the Carolina schools. I feel like West Virginia is a slam dunk. Virginia is a slam dunk. Penn State – like would you rather have Florida State or Penn State? I mean I'd rather have Penn State, but I'd rather have Tennessee than Clemson. You would rather have Tennessee than Clemson? Yeah, I'd rather okay. have Tennessee than Clemson. Okay. Um, you know, I think – I mean, I'd rather have Tennessee than South Carolina too. Yeah. So Yeah, I think uh, I think there's an argument. It wasn't as much as not, me not wanting to have them in the conference as much as it was them kind of having – kind of fitting into what the SEC was as much. So, okay. Okay, so you're saying, you're saying uh, South Carolina is more of an outlier in the SEC – yeah, I think South Carolina would look less funky in the SEC than uh, Tennessee would look funky in the ACC, in my opinion. Okay. Um, All right. All right. <laughs> um, any other schools that you would like that you would like to have in there? I think it was really just a festive like get Boston College out of here, get Wake Forest <laughs> out of here. Um, you know, yeah, kick out, you know. out of here. I mean, it's, it's, I got to tell you guys, it is a bummer what has happened to Georgia Tech over the past decade in college football. And I mean, really, since Paul Johnson left, Paul Johnson, they would go eight and four, seven and five every year. Every now and then they'd win nine or 10 games, right? Like mm-hmm. when they had Joshua Nesbitt, they won the ACC in, uh, what was it, 2009. I think they won. They lost the ACC in 2006 to Wake Forest. I'm pretty sure Georgia Tech or Wake Forest won it in 06, and the score was like nine to six, and it was just like 
miserable. But Georgia Tech football, man, they 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 had they had a slew of very successful wide receivers at one point. You know, they had Stephen Hill, Demarius Thomas, Calvin Johnson. I think you have to check my math here, Bill. Those, all three of those might have been first round picks, maybe top, you know, two, three round picks. Um, and then the running game was just really fun. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Tashard Choice was a great back. Um, Joshua Nesbitt really just tore us up when he was there. Um, that you know, they had some talented players on their football teams, and then um they just have not been able to figure it out. Um, you, know, you know what was interesting about Georgia Tech, and I think this is the best way to put it, is yes, they were formidable from the standpoint that they could win eight or nine games, but also they were guaranteed going to ruin a good team's season. Whether it was them beating Georgia at the end of the season, whether mm-hmm. you know Virginia Tech is in first place in the ACC and you say, oh, shit, Georgia Tech comes to lane next week. Or, hey, we're one game behind Miami, but they have to play – Florida State last game of the season, they have to play Georgia Tech two weeks before that. They were always kind of that team that would just be like, you have to completely change the way that you uh, that you play on defense. You cannot turn the ball over. That style of football, while a lot of people disliked it, really gave them the opportunity to take down basically anybody. Um, I completely agree with you. It's 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 turned into, and it's funny because we lost them last year, but it's <laughs> Georgia Tech has kind of turned into this team that's you know, kind of those teams where you look at the schedule and you're like, that's a guaranteed W where three or four years ago, no matter how good you were, you're like, oh man, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to play Georgia Tech. And they were fun and compelling football games. Yeah, the, the, their football program has become an afterthought. I know our program has become an afterthought too, but, you know, they're completely just off the radar. Whereas mm-hmm. Tech, you know, 11 a.m. against Wofford, we'll, we'll pack that place. You know, noon against Georgia Tech in the rain, we will pack that place. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I want Georgia Tech to be good at football again. I think they have a great setup in Atlanta. They got the cool historic stadium with the city backdrop. Like, figure it out, Jeff Collins. <laughs> Jeff, did he get fired? Is he still there? No, Jeff Collins is is long gone. I think uh, Coach <laughs> Key is their coach now. Yeah, Brent Key. That's right. They're uh, their interim guy. Yeah, whatever. Just call me a casual. That's the theme of the week. <laughs> um, the next. Uh, here I'll dive. We'll dive into some of the uh, some of the other fan written questions before we do the pylons. Um, I'll pick one. Here. Oh, Ted Hessing wants to know what is the biggest challenge you face as a Hokies centric podcast. Ted, I'm going to tell you what it is, and it's right now. It is June to August, <laughs> and this is not a Hokie centric problem. It is the fact that, like, whenever you're in sports hell and you get home and you're like, oh man. You know what the sports stock is right now? I can either watch the Nationals play the Marlins, and that's my only option. <laughs> and we don't even have Nats and Marlins playing here. Um, there's just not a ton. It's, it's it's finding, and it's a fun challenge because you get to interview folks and and you got to get a little bit creative. But it would be it would be this it would be this time right now. Um, I would say the summertime is tough. Summertime is tough. Honestly, anytime that isn't football is harder to develop a sound routine because, you know, during those 12, 13, 14 weeks, you are doing a you're doing a season preview Mm -hmm. with Mike McDaniel, as we always do in August. And then all of a sudden it's week one preview. And then we recap week run week one and it's week two preview and we recap week two. All of a sudden you got two podcasts baked into every single week of the football season. And, you know, you're getting your highest listener accounts of the year because that's when people are tuning in. You know, I got good friends who might tune in after a big win but won't listen to the podcast throughout the rest of the year just because that's, you know, their level of interest of Virginia Tech athletics. Um, So, yeah, I think it's – I think to Billy's point, um, what are some additional challenges? I think uh, losing. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) lose, not many people listen. Lose, not too fired up to get on here and talk about it. Win. Oh, how about how about the inverse of that? Uh how fun was it? We were driving, we were driving to Charlotte and we went back and um it was fun and it was also cringeworthy. We went back and we listened to the six overtime extravaganza that we recorded after the UNC game. And I think it was like 19 minutes in until we started talking about the actual football game. Um, it was longer than that. No, it is, it, it is. It is so fun to get on here and talk about wins. Uh, talk about wins, obviously. Um, 
I guess other other things that are challenging. Um, it's hard sometimes to pick. Like you're not always go. Everybody comes for an opinion, and you're not always good. Like I'm not always willing to have an opinion on something that I don't really understand. Like this conference realignment stuff. Like you can get on here and we can record an hour and a half podcast of like, well, here's what I think is going to happen. Here's this. Here's that. Like sometimes it's just let's just have a conversation over what other people are saying. You're not always going to know what's going on. Um, I would say that's one thing. And then also when we're talking about like the July thing or the June thing, that's banking on basketball being relevant. Now, if you want to talk about absolute hell, it is football season is over. And then it's like, all right, see you guys next August. <laughs> we have to get on. We have to, we have to record podcasts and, and we love doing it. It's just, it's just kind of hard. Sometimes you got to find, you got to find things to talk about. And I think we've done a good job at that, Pat. I will, I, I will do a little sons of back battery. I will. I would not know what we would do if we didn't have Twitter. Is all I'm going to say. Oh, completely, <laughs> completely agree. You know. Um, um, thank you guys for writing in questions because it gives us things to talk about every single week. Um, Ted Hessing also asks. I love this, Pat. If you became mayor of Blacksburg, what would your first 100 days look like? <laughs> <laughs> this, is the first, this is the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> we might have to we might have to table that one the next week what would the first hundred days look like well first of all i would say listen we are we are letting businesses come to this town we are letting commerce thrive uh you know in these coordinates mm-hmm. of this beautiful landscape because business thrives in blacksburg virginia uh when game when games are um you know when it's a game day weekend but um, you know, like why are all, okay. I guess, I guess to kind of curtail on that, we're closing down all the vape shops, all of them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You might get elected off of that. You literally might get elected off of that. Yes. I'm, if, if you own a vape shop, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you. you the door. You, you, just one. We need, we, we don't need any, but have one. We don't need them across the street from each other. Every time, every time we walk around Blacksburg, it is, oh, look, a new vape shop. And they have the obnoxious led lights. They look grimy in there. I just, I, I, I could do without it. I could do without it. Um, we're gonna open up another cookout. I okay. could run on that. I could run on that platform too. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you know, you open up another cookout right next to the existing cookout because guess what? What is in that shopping center? You know, there's like a lot of empty real estate yeah. in that shopping center. It's like the spirit Halloween joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Campus Emporium is over there. I know uh, Famous A's. They got our daily bread, um, the Dollar Tree. They could put a whole nother Kroger over there. You know, there, there's a lot of opportunity for stuff there. I don't know what's going on. If town council isn't letting things happen over there, I don't know why why there isn't stuff going on and those parking spots aren't occupied. First in Maine, though, crushing it. Can I ask? Can I can I propose something? And you're either going to think it's really stupid or not think it's really stupid. I think that we should make Virginia Tech a from from the drill field one side to the other side, you shouldn't be allowed to have cars. It should be completely closed off from cars. Can I hear a why? It's just, it's a nightmare. It is an absolute nightmare. Every time that there's a class change, I don't see a reason for there to be a road for you to cross over to get to the other side where like West end is from where the library is. I I feel like that should just be straight walking, just walking. Who's it a nightmare for? Uh, me when I drive. Then don't drive that. Then don't drive that way. Okay. <laughs> I just closed. solved your problem, Bill. Case closed. You got my vote, dude. <laughs> here's the next. Here's the next thing. We need one of these so badly. If you guys have ever been to Tin Roof, it's a it's a country bar. They have country music playing. They have live acts all the time. They have one in Raleigh. They used to have one in the Epicenter in Charlotte. They have one in Nashville. You know, they're all over the Southeast. If we had a tin roof, this place would be packed every mm-hmm. single night. You bring local talent, you know, maybe like Thomas Rhett or Zach Bryan or, you know, your favorite country artist. I don't know why I said Thomas Rhett. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not incriminating myself right now. I'm not like a Thomas Rhett guy. Okay. Let's just clear the air on that right now. Yeah. But 
you know, they'll pop up and say, Hey, you know, I was driving on 81, had a few nights to kill, you know, in between our tour or whatever, we were out there and we just popped up tin roof, played a show for 45 minutes. It was awesome. Tin roof. Have you been to one? I have not, but I am all in on that idea. I, I have another one as well. Um, we all know about drive for 25 and look, if you're listening to this podcast and you're one of those people, I don't have a personal problem with you. I, I really don't. I I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a person who loves Virginia tech. And I love this about Virginia tech. We have drive for 25. I want to have drive for keep center street alive. And what we're going to do is we are going to fundraise to give all of the people who have a problem with living in a college town that has college town, uh, repercussions, we're going to buy their homes and put them back on the market. And then you can relocate somewhere further away from Center Street. We are going to remove you and put you elsewhere where you don't have to deal with the craziness. Center Street is one of the most special and awesome things about Virginia Tech. I do not go there now that I have graduated and I am a grown adult, but I still want students to be able to enjoy it. So I think finding a way to relocate the people, stop changing Center Street, change Center Street people. Like this has been a thing. It is part of Virginia Tech. It is what makes it awesome. It is part of the student experience. Um, I, I'm sick of the of the Center Street is not dead, by the way, for everybody that's talking about it that way. Center Street is still awesome, but we keep pushing the the barriers closer and closer and closer and closer until it's not going to be recognizable anymore. Um, yes, there should there should be there should be a Stadium Woods cut through from mm-hmm. Center Street to the game. Like yes, this, the whole like. The fence that the town made the school put up to to guide the students this way to save the salamanders. Like who in their right mind actually like is is trying to protect salamanders? Oh, I, I being someone who had to park their car before games in Stadium Woods, I know exactly who they are. Uh, but <laughs> they're they're out there. I don't uh, think they're listening to this podcast. But yeah, um, I think I have one more. Uh, I'll, I'll say one more thing on the Center Street thing, though. I think that there should be a tax or public shaming or ticket that is given to people who look Center Street kids. We're fighting for Center Street. Stop littering. I understand there aren't garbages everywhere, but stop making it look like you know a a, a war zone. Okay, like let's let's do a better job of not absolutely decimating the area that we're in. I'm not telling you that you need to show up and it needs to be left exactly the way it was found, but it's kind of egregious sometimes. So let's get do some, that. get some, uh, big belly solar units out there. Yeah. You know, call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, my last thing, I think I brought it up before, but live music on game day in yeah. the lots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Hokie village has live music set up. Um, but how do we, how do we just get like, hey, listen, you're a tail. If you like throwing a big tailgate, if you have a big tailgate, you know, pay 500 bucks to have a band show up. I don't know. Pass the hat around. More than happy to contribute. But NC State had it going on. I know the SEC. You walk around tailgates. There's probably, you know, a band here, a band there, and a band everywhere. So um, that's another thing I would say. That was great, Pat, for no, for no rehearsal. You got my vote. Really into the tin roof idea. I think the cookout idea has some legs. We need another breakfast spot too. Um, Yeah. I love it. Last one that we have have before we move on Diablo fan account says best skiing towns. Do you have, do you have a favorite? My favorite ski town is probably park city. I was going to say park city is out edges out Breckenridge by a hair. We didn't get to experience Breckenridge during a normal year. We were there during the COVID year. Um, so yeah park Park city park city you don't even have to ski you can have a great time in park city um regardless just walking around if you love art you love all that kind of stuff spur uh no name saloon flanagan's for karaoke fun fact uh i texted you this worldwide wob has no name as his uh location um so shout out to our guy worldwide wob pylons patrick bowers he is he uh submitted this uh, he wants to do tailgate essentials. So I want to set up real quick parameter. Uh, we're holding ourselves accountable to not saying like, I would like to have beer and food. No, I need, I need some specifics. Um, but uh, I'll go first. I think the most important thing uh, or one of the most important things for a tailgate essential is location, location, location. 
the, the, the true test of, hey, you should swing by my tailgate. I'm going to be here from this time to this time. My follow-up question to you is always going to be, where are you? And if that place sucks, I'm not going to come unless unless I really want to see you. So it is important to have a good location where you, you have a combination of, I know there are a lot of people that I love that are going to be there. And you're also going to have the ability to have some people walking by and seeing them that you may not have ran into. I think that uh, the Sapolas have done a phenomenal job of establishing that location. Uh, shout out to Dave, uh, Christina Daves, that whole group, the Webers. That location is fantastic. It doesn't also have to be right at uh, right at the football field. Love going to German club. You got a nice little isolated pocket. You got a bathroom. You got an inside option. So location, location, location is a tailgate essential. Nicely done. My number one pick for the tailgate is the tunes. You have to have the right tunes at the tailgate. You know, um, this must be a, a curated playlist. You know, it needs to have some classic rock. It needs to have some modern country music, has to have some new country music, some oldies, maybe some Brooks and Dunn mm-hmm. on the ones and twos as well. And then you got to spice it up with like a little bit of like, you know, the new age stuff. Like, you know, I think Drake, Drake future, like that uh, hip hop era. And then uh, some EDM, you know, so yeah. it, it's got to be a, a good playlist with the hits. You got to touch them all, and I'll, I'll I'll add two things to that. Number one, could not be more correct about having a pre-curated playlist, um, because there's nothing worse than the guy who is plays a song and they forgot to change it, so the next song repeats its the song that just played repeats itself, and then he's scrambling to find the next song. No, get it set up before the day ends. Also, please don't be the guy. Set it and forget it. Yeah, please don't be the guy. I don't have a problem with somebody one off saying, Hey, can you play such and such at some point? But don't be the guy that says, Hey, can you play this? And then two songs later, it's like, yo, cue this up. No, play that. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm actually going to remove it from the queue. Stop asking to play a million different songs. We're not doing that. That's not what we're here for. We're here for football, not your musical fantasies. Um, I'm going to go with this. Is a tailgate. It, this is a snake draft. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, with two people, a snake draft is dumb, but go ahead. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Just tell uh, me when to go. Uh, my next one is Jello shots. You know, one of my favorite opportunities at the tailgate is to get a tap on the shoulder. And I look at my friend Josh Little, and he says, "Hey, Pat, orange or maroon?" And he's holding up, <laughs> he's holding up an orange Jello shot, and he's holding up a maroon Jello shot. And I say, Joshua, I think I'm going to take both of them. And he's like, good, because I made 300 of them. <laughs> Shout out to Jaylet and his folks and his fam, because I know one game a year they do the Jello shots, and uh, I'm always a, a proud consumer. Bill, can I you. ask you? Uh, this might be TMI. So, <laughs> so for the for the Jello shot consumption, I am. <laughs> this is too TMI. The finger in the Jello shot. Listen, the <laughs> finger in the Jello shot and the twirl and the dump—that's gross. I don't know where your hands have been. I know you've used a porta john. I know you probably didn't wash your hands if you used a bathroom. Bathroom. The proper way to do it who is made, wait, wait, wait. Who made you the bastion of cleanliness? Okay, I'm not. I'm but what I'm saying is you. sticking your fingers in it, and then you have the gunk all over your fingers. No, the correct way to do it is the tongue circle around oh the around God. the around the clock circle we are, around. We are we are moving on. We that is how on. you need to do it. My next uh, my next draft is uh, pretty important, and it's really important for night games. Is to have some alternate alternate clothing options. You show up to a game, it's 3.30. You start tailgating at 3.30, it's 70 degrees, 75 degrees. And then you're sitting there, you're about to go in the stadium, you're like, I got to tell you, dude, nips are getting kind of hard, legs are a little goosebumped. I'm going to need to throw on an overcoat or I'm going to need to throw on some jeans. So having that in the back of Griff's car or something else, you got to have it. And then you know what? If you have romantic interest at the game, you bring somebody to the game, and then they're like, I'm cold. That's on you. You decided to be cold. I'm very sorry. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't share the sweatshirt, but having some alternate clothing options are important, not just for the weather, but for spillage um, and wearing the correct color as well. I think that's important. The game day outfits change. Much respect. You got another one. I got another one. 
I think this is important as a uh, content creator and anyone who just wants to save memories and not end up lost at the end of game day. You have to have some sort of phone charging apparatus. So whether that's a Mophie, whether that's access to a plug-in, whether your homeboy has the new Chevy Silverado 2024 that has one of the plug-ins in the truck, you have to have a way to charge the phone. It's 2023. You can't be scampering around town with a dead battery. It's the worst. Solid. My next one is something in your hands. Show mm-hmm. up to the tailgate with yeah. something in your hands. Do right. not show up to the tailgate empty-handed. You yeah, show dude. up to my tailgate empty-handed, you're going to wind up that way, out the door with the vape shop people. You're not coming to my tailgate. No, show up to the tailgate with some drinks, with some food, with anything. Do not show up to the tailgate empty-handed. Uh, and then my last one is fireball nips. You got to mm-hmm. have some type of um, some type of airplane bottles to bring in for touchdown celebrations. You know, I'm I'm not like a hey, let's just do this fireball shot in the stadium to do this fireball shot. I like doing the celebratory touchdown field goal interception uh, type fireball nips. So um, that is what I am doing. Story time, quick story time, please. Fireball nips for football games. Um, the year is 2019. Speaking of Georgia Tech, Tech is playing Georgia Tech, and Bryce Chalkley and Macy are oh, 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 oh. our, our Section Five favorites. New parents, by the way. New parents. Shout out to Bryce and Macy and baby Elsie. Uh, we had an engagement party, little little uh, oyster roast, and. Uh, the rule was every single time Tech scores the football, we're doing a fireball nip. <laughs> and guess what? It was like 21 nothing at halftime, and there were defensive touchdowns. There were fun touchdown drives. We won the game 45-0 over Georgia Tech, and uh, there was a lot of fireball to go around. So um, celebrate accordingly. I think you got the last one here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with. A, I'm just gonna rattle a couple off. Um, Miller Lite on game day. It's Miller time. I am a Miller Lite truther when it comes to game day. Miller Lite is my drink of choice. What I have been tended to do, I never show up to tailgates empty. I always show up with a Miller Lite 30-pack, and like nobody else wants Miller. So I end up having like 18 extra Millers, like 20 extra Millers. Um, but that is my drink of choice. Um, and then also Bojangles in the morning. I think that is, I think that is such a staple on the tailgate is going over to Bojangles – Ordering order three or four, you pop three or uh, one or two in before you get there. You have the two others for later. Um, when I think of game day, I do think of Bojangles. Every good game day starts with Bojangles. Every season starts the dicks. Our season's kicking off in two <laughs> months from tomorrow. I'm pretty fired up. We've, we've reached the under 100 days threshold here. And uh, this summer's going to fly by. Time flies when you're having fun. And... Uh, did I say 60 days? I did not say 60. I meant to say under 100 days. Whatever. We kick off three months from tomorrow night is what I'm trying to say here. Right. We're a quarter out, dude. We're a quarter out. Uh, that does it, dude. I'm proud of us. We were just talking about how June is a challenge. We just did an hour and two minutes on June. So, as always, no, actually, June, no June gloom over here. No June gloom. I never ask you guys to do this. Please rate our podcast on Spotify and Apple. It indeed does help, please. And if you are watching on YouTube, do subscribe and like the video. We have some awesome stuff coming up later on. Might be interviewing the fastest football player in the country, Cole Beck. So keep an eye out for that. And um, Pat, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, my friend. Yeah. You know, Bill, just to double down on that, subscribe, like, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. We'll call it the gentlemen's or gentle lady, uh, ladies or gentlemen's agreement. You know, we provide an hour of fun content and you guys, you know, just shower us with a little bit of love on YouTube or this page. So, um, yeah, I got my mom coming in tomorrow. We're going to have a good weekend down here in the queen city. And I uh, hope you guys are doing well. That is a podcast. i
time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know just what you're thinking. Do you?